It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insight, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. And welcome to another episode of the Franchise Academy. I am Tom Scarda. Today we have a special podcast, a little bit different. Today we're talking with the Director of Business Alliances for Second Wind Consultants. Second Wind Consultants is a business restructuring firm that helps business owners resolve business debt and preserve businesses and avoid bankruptcy. Second Wind works with franchisees, franchise brands, and systems across the country in all categories, and they have a solution that works under the Uniform Commercial Code. The Uniform Commercial Code, Article 9, which was actually featured in uh, Franchise Times uh, in February, it actually uh, provides for all debt to be removed from an over-leveraged business. This way, that business could return to profitability. The owner can continue to earn so they can really affordably resolve the personal guarantee on debt and avoid bankruptcy, which is the most important thing. For the brand, this means preserving a location while avoiding closure, bankruptcy followings, filings, and, and all the nonsense that goes on with a business that goes south. So it gives the, the location a true clean slate and a fresh start. The streamlined out-of-court solution is understood in financial communities, but not widely known in the small business community. And that's why I wanted to bring Rob Denozzi, uh, who is is the director of business alliances for Second Wind Consultants, onto the podcast. So the concept is really simple. Um, it's it's you know if a business is preserved rather than liquidated, all parties benefit, including the creditors. So Rob, welcome to the Franchise Academy podcast. I'm so excited to have Bob Denozzi on the podcast. We got some really critical information for people to understand. So we all always talk about, you know, we always want to think about the upside of business ownership. Very exciting and the things that you can do. But as you're considering buying a business, there's always that thought of what if it doesn't go well? What happens? And I have to say, you don't end up in a refrigerator box under the freeway. There's actually ways to fix it and there's ways to not even get legal with bankruptcy and all that kind of thing. And so I'm bringing in Bob Denazi today from the, the company Second Wind out of Massachusetts to talk about the, the, the potential of how to get out of something that goes south. Bob, welcome. So welcome for being on the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, I should say. Thank you, Tom. This is great. Good to have you here. So quick snapshot. Uh, second Wind Consulting, um, restructuring, well, what, what is it that you guys do? Second Wind Consultants is a firm that restructures companies that are over leveraged with debt. We were founded by former bankruptcy attorneys 12 years ago as a response to the bankruptcy system's failure to actually preserve the vast majority of small businesses. So bankruptcy filings, you know, culturally, we tend to think that they're a second chance, a fresh start. And they're truly, truly not. About 90% of small businesses that attempt a Chapter 11 plan to reorganize themselves and come out the other side will fail. 
they will be liquidated and they will leave owners with more bills for having attempted it. So because bankruptcy serves enterprise level companies, you know, if you're a large airline, you can get through 12 to 14 months of distress. You have the finances to get through that plan. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but in a chapter 11 uh, bankruptcy plan, there is no debt relief. You have to pay everything you owe. It's just over a five-year term. So anyway, these are some of the reasons that bankruptcies don't actually save the majority of small businesses who try it. But there is another way to save a small business. And when you can save a small business from unsupportable debt, a lot of things can happen, um, including making sure that an owner is not left financially devastated with personally guaranteed defaulted loans and no way to get out from underneath them. Right. So a lot of uh, franchise startups will use an SBA loan as an example. And I like to just share from my side that people need to understand that the SBA does not lend anything, but what they're doing is guaranteeing to the bank who's lending the money that they will get back a certain amount of money if there is a default on the loan. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about Yep, that's right. Personal guarantees. Sure. In a nutshell, the SBA program is designed to create an incentive for banks to underwrite loans for small business because banks traditionally don't lend to small business or don't want to. So the SBA stands behind those loans and will essentially ensure the majority of the loan underwritten by your whatever bank it is that you go to um, to make the application for your SBA loan. Um, the personal guarantee is where you essentially are personally guaranteeing that loan in the event the business fails. So, it, so share with me then, so I'm in business, I have an SBA loan and I can't pay it, I'm failing, but I signed this personal guarantee. Does that mean they're just going to, you know, I got to liquidate my house and pay off my, my loan? I mean, what, what does that look like? So if, if it can't, if worst came to worst, and I don't want to spend much time talking about the worst cases because there actually are ways to make sure you don't get into the worst cases. But if your business was to be liquidated, for example, let's say you had a million dollar SBA note and the bank took the keys and they were going to auction off all of the equipment in your franchise location. And that totaled at auction at liquidation value, very little, let's say a hundred thousand dollars, you would be responsible for that $900,000 deficiency balance. Now, it doesn't mean the SBA is going to put you out of your house if you don't have the $900,000. There is something called the offer and compromise process, which we've taken probably 18 or 1900 different business clients through at this point, by which you arrive at something that, you know, is a little bit painful for the former owner and a little bit painful for the SBA. And you come to something that, that everybody can live with. And it's based on things like your personal assets and your income potential and things like that. But, you know, the SBA is not looking to put people out in the street. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Um, so if somebody realizes that things are not going well in their business and they can't support the loan that they have, what, what is the option that you can help them with? Okay. So I talked, I started the conversation by talking about where bankruptcy falls short and it typically ends up in liquidation. And the tragedy of that is you can have a good, solid business underneath whatever circumstances caused it to be over leveraged with debt. It could be COVID. It could be something else. Uh, a lot of things make a business that's been that's had a good track record and a solid business plan and a good history go astray. Now, 
when that business becomes over leveraged and the senior creditor is going to call that note, when a business is liquidated, nobody wins. The value of the business is destroyed, the jobs are destroyed, the owner's livelihood is destroyed, and the bank recovers next to nothing. It's a lose-lose for everybody involved. So what about this? This is, one of, this is the solution that uh, I collaborated on that article in Franchise Times in the February issue about, which is the, it's called the Uniform Commercial Code Article 9 Alternative to Bankruptcy. Now imagine at that point of failure, instead of the bank taking everything inside your business and auctioning it, auctioning it off piecemeal and getting pennies on the dollar, they could sell those same assets while the business is still running to a new owner in a new purchasing entity. To the outside world, nothing's ever happened. The doors didn't, go, didn't close, the employees didn't go home, but now the business is under new ownership. Now what happens in that process when the bank sells the assets of a defaulting business into a new business entity to a new owner, the debt doesn't go with it. So the new business is debt free. The solution for the previous owner is that part of this pre-packaged solution is that the previous owner is going to continue to earn from that now clean, debt-free, cash flow positive business via a consultancy agreement or in some other means of earning. Those earnings can then be repurposed to resolve all of the liabilities on defaulted loans to the old business. And that is how you get the previous owner out from underneath their personal guarantee without a bankruptcy. It's how you preserve the footprint for the brand in a new debt-free location. And it's how you create an opportunity for a new franchisee to enter a business at a much lower cost than they would have to otherwise. All the creditors recover more. Everybody does better than they would have under any other alternative. Okay. So the business has to be up and running and, and, you know, obviously be a viable location. It's just that the person for whatever reason is not making it happen. Uh, and, and it could be because of, you know, a death of a loved one or something like that, where their head is just not in the game anymore. That's right. Yeah. So that's, um, so that's comforting, you know, to know that, you, you know, it just doesn't go right into bankruptcy. Um, and so do you work with franchisors or franchisees yes. or how does that work? Both. Um, we work directly with franchisees who come to us, who either find out about us from other franchisees in the system for whom we've taken through the process or uh, because they're up Googling at night looking for a solution. Alternately, we do work with a lot of brands directly and systems directly. Um, because think about it, you know, when a location isn't working, immediately you begin to see stress and strain between brand and owner. All sorts of issues start to crop up. You know, the owner's starting to get, um, you know, notices from the landlord. They're getting legal notices they don't know what to do with. And they want support from a franchise, which isn't necessarily set up to handle those kinds of issues. And in a time like COVID, you get a lot of it. So now that's where a situation like this can not only resolve the, the sort of tension between the franchisor and the owner, but it creates a solution for both of them. So yes, very much, very often the brand itself will come to us, let us know what locations are in trouble, make the introduction. We talk to the owners and if it's appropriate, we walk them through the process. And by result, we've gotten the owner out of the situation without having to go through a bankruptcy and without having, you know, um, unresolved defaulted debt hanging over their head. And we preserve the location for the brand. So you take a situation that was at odds and you put it into alignment and solve the problem for both. Yeah. 
that is um, a really interesting way to, to do it. Um, so I, I think it makes a lot of sense. It's just because of the whole win-win. And, and there's a little bit of a side lesson I just want to bring up real quickly is that a franchise company is monitoring usually your royalties, right? So they know kind of where you should be. And when you're not kind of at the benchmark, that's when they know there might be some trouble happening. And, and so a lot of franchisors have moved from monthly royalties to weekly royalties so that they could get to solving an issue before it becomes a monumental problem. And, and that's just a little of an aside of um, how some of these franchises are working to help their franchisees not get into trouble more likely. Um, so, and you had mentioned about, um, you know, there's ways to make sure you don't get into this situation to begin with. Is that something that, that you could talk about or is that just a whole nother topic? Well, part of it's another topic, but I will say this, you know, especially in a, in a time like Corona, what we see a lot of inside or outside the franchise space small business, when they hit a cash flow crunch, it almost seems too easy to use a merchant cash advance vehicle, right? You can get approved in no time. You can fill out the application in the middle of the night on a website. And lo and behold, in 24 hours, you're approved. The money's in your account. It all seems great. And these are one of the most dangerous vehicles to small businesses. They, you know, we actually talk about them as chewing up small businesses across America. Um, and they do is the problem is one, the terms and what you'll actually be paying are very hard to understand, even for professionals. And the contracts are designed that way specifically. Wow. And number two, the thing that generally happens is that, you know, look, there may be 2% of the time when somebody has a short-term financing requirement and it may make sense to take out one of these products with a high cost of capital because you have a plan to get out of it. But oftentimes, the majority of the time, there is no plan to get out of it. And what happens is the owner then stacks a second one to service the first one, and then a third to service numbers one and two. And at that point, you're insolvent, and you won't qualify for any conventional lending. And that becomes the death of the business. So be very careful about merchant cash advances, and certainly never think about taking a second one. Yeah, good, good advice. Absolutely. And my piece of advice that I share with people is, you should not be investing more than half of your net worth anyway, if you're a new franchise owner. Um, you know, if you have a net worth of 500,000, don't be buying a business that costs $500,000. You know, that's one quick way to really become, become unstable financially. What other, um, what other hints or advice can you give to somebody who's really thinking about uh, investing in a, in a business uh, or somebody that might be um, a little bit worried that things are not going well because of COVID, as an example. Well, I guess as far as COVID goes, I think I'd you know I'd like to believe. I think a lot of us would like to believe that we've turned a corner. Um, we're starting to see more activity in the in the airline industry, even in the recreation industry, restaurant industry. So, you know, I think we've seen the worst. So that's the good news. Um, one of the things that we see a lot as a business consultancy that uh, we, I, I believe we onboard two to 300 new business clients a year in the percentage that actually keep books is probably about 10%. They don't, they don't keep books. So make sure, you know, they're, they're outsourced 
very reasonable and cheap ways to, to have somebody on top of your books, make sure it's done. Otherwise, you'll have no picture of where you are. That's um, great. We see that a lot. That's great advice. There are a lot of people. I mean, when I, as, as a new business owner myself, many years ago, I was kind of one of those um, shoebox operators. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. It was not... It was not pretty. And then I learned finances because of, you know, franchising. It helped me. Right. This this is great stuff. One thing I'll say, you know, about this, the process that we're talking about, the business preservation process, I talked about what is essentially a sale of the business operation via the bank selling the assets to to a new owner. Now, and that owner, of course, is going to be a pre-approved franchisee. However, we're just, we're making the presumption that the original owner, because they're distressed, wants to exit. That's not always the case. There are very, very many people that we've taken this process through that even though their business right now is unsupportable and we have to go through this debt elimination process and this reorganization with them, their goal is to be back in that business and re-enter that business. And the great news about this process, because it has nothing to do with bankruptcy code, this does not happen within the judicial system. Um, This happens under uniform commercial code law, which is a set of laws that govern commercial transactions uh, and has been adopted equally in all 50 states. After you've given up ownership and are earning in a non-ownership capacity from that business, allowing you to resolve your issues, when those issues are resolved on OLDCO, you are eligible to re-enter ownership into the new business entity. So preserving the business also preserves your options. I see. So what you're saying essentially is I'm the owner today, but then I could be sort of the manager after this process. And then I could go into ownership again after I resolve the issues. Yes, that's right. Um, and very often, um, you know, the, the person who's giving up ownership in this distressed situation, they will maintain the same operational role they had just as a non-owner. So just because you are now not the owner of that business, you can remain president, you can remain CEO, you can remain general manager, whatever's in the best interest of the business. Yeah, that's fantastic. Or in a case where you know, the, the owner is looking to make an exit anyway, they were looking to sell their business, um, or it's a situation where the business just didn't work out and they just want to get out from underneath that personal guarantee, then they won't earn through an active role in the business. They'll earn something something a little more passive, like uh, through a consultancy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that you could even do that. That's, um, that's news to me and, and kind of amazing. So, um, so you don't end up in a refrigerator box under the freeway. You don't have to. No, you don't. And um, it's been, it's funny, this past year, I think probably sparked by Corona, there's been a lot more awareness of this particular solution available under the Uniform Commercial Code. Um, myself, I've been asked to do webinars for the Turnaround Management Association in Texas and New York. And, uh, you know, this summer, um, the economics and business editor of Bloomberg reached out and asked if he could cover this story. And we worked on that story together. Um, so it's, it's really, I think, the climate of COVID and the fear. I mean, if you remember at the start of COVID, people were talking about losing 30 million American businesses. Yeah. You know, and we still don't know what the fallout's going to be. And people were, had always been looking for out-of-court options to preserve businesses, but now it became really, really important to figure it out. Um, so there's been a lot more demand. And so the one thing I would say is 
I think the biggest mistake we've seen business owners make in small business, medium-sized business, whether the business is a million dollars in revenue or $150 million in revenue, when things go south, business owners typically call their trusted advisor, their attorney first. And attorneys are talented people. They're great people, but they're trained in bankruptcy. That's what they know. Right. And bankruptcy isn't always the best fit. Yeah. It, it usually is not the best fit <laughs> as far as I can tell. But um, this is great. So how can people get in touch with you and get more information perhaps from Second Wind? Sure. Uh, they can visit the website, secondwindconsultants.com. Um, if you're a franchisor, you can uh, also go to the website or reach out to me um, with the email alliance at secondwindconsultants.com. Um, ultimately, we all want to see owners who took the risk and had the courage to start a business. We want to see them thrive and survive even when things don't go right. We want to see jobs preserved, families preserved when things don't go right. We want to see business activity that isn't dependent just on stimulus money and printing more debt. We want to see economic stabilization and recovery through this crisis that we're in by just preserving the businesses we already have. Yeah. And that's achievable. It certainly is. This is great. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate all this information. Um, and you can find all this information on thefranchiseacademy.com. We'll have all of uh, Rob's information there. And, um, and information for a second wind consultancy. And uh, again, thank you so much for being on the Franchise Academy. Pleasure, Tom. Thank you. All right, Bob. Be well, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Looking forward to it. This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, and inspiration.